One fish, two fish, red fish, dead fish. Coming up on the broadcast. <laughs> God. Hold on, hold Words. on. Take your, take your drink. I know, I know that there are listeners out there who are playing a drinking game where they take a drink every time there's a, there's an awkward laugh. Oh, I have to what, do what, what do they call it? a forced laugh for an awkward pause? Oh, yeah, what? people are, are going to get liquored tonight. Uh, oh yeah, listening to this. If if they did a drinking game every time I I laughed or Hannah Kawa laughed, or or there was an awkward pause, like we'd be killing our listeners apparently because that's all the show is about. Well, after a few drinks, they're not going to be able to care. Exactly. That's true. I mean, exactly, and we're our ratings will go way up. The care meter awesome. goes down. They'd be like, I was listening and I just started having a good time. I don't even know where the ending was. So, yeah. Right. And that's how you should listen. <laughs> you know, fire up a blunt, pour yourself some White Claw, enjoy what, you know, agency is going to educate us on this week. And cheers, you- bitches. And what we're going to have to <laughs> excuse them for next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's dead. Dead and- fish. and she's dead all i can think about is finding nemo where she shook the bag so hard the fish Mm -hmm. died yes yes that's basically how 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 was that scene like do we think what's our armchair psychology do we think that drusilla is a serial killer because she wanted the dead fish and no head in her bag no she's just a very honest kid she wanted the dead do you know all the morbid things that come out of kids mouth i think people forget like that, that, all the not, things that come out of kids' mouth, and you look at them like, "Did you just say that?" That's not indicative of psychopathy. It's just dead fish with no head. <laughs> See, I interpreted that as she thought she was buying like the family dinner, and she didn't know it was going to have its head chopped off. No, like, she was excited about that. Like I thought, I thought for her, it's like I'm, I'm helping, I'm picking out our food tonight, as opposed to, oh, here, here's my pet. She's, used, fish. she's it, used to foraging. She's like, fish is food, not friend, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, awkward laugh. Drink. She, she'd hit it with a rock to make sure it was dead. You know, that's how, that's how feral, feral. She's like, work, I right? finished her off, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so flopping. You don't the have wind. to worry about it anymore. I'm like, okay. All right. Can I say the first thing that's going to get us in trouble? Oh, God. I thought that on the show that that Drusilla looked like she was a lot closer with uh, Devin's mom than with Devin. Like I noticed more warmth between the two of them than between her and her mother. That's because grandma, like grandma is a tear above. Yeah. That's just how it is. Like if you were to watch me and my kid and my mom, my kid would be hanging on my mom. Like he loves her so much, but grandma just wins because they give him cookies and prizes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mom there's makes a, them do there's their a homework. Certain, there's a certain relationship between grandma and the and the kid that doesn't exist between mom and the kid. Well, right? also, Drusilla is just like around Devin's mom all the time. If you look at Devin's mom's Instagram, like, Drusilla's well, yeah, because she she, she, well, she babysits her while Devin works yeah. her 17 hours a day. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. And I mean, she she's enjoying her grandkids, right? Like, she has her yeah. own. You know, she's still, she's still raising Devin's sister. Um, but she's enjoying her grandbabies, right? Like this is, is what grandparents sister? do. You, um, I don't remember how old she is. Hmm. I want to say she's a teenager. Hmm. But, but no, I mean, 
she, you know, Mother Devin is really, really enjoying her grandbabies. And that's, I think, completely normal. That's You see tons of pictures of them all the time because she's out there enjoying them. She homeschools this uh, Devin sister. She's home. She's taking care of the babies. She gets to spend time with her, with her grandbabies. And I think that that is, that is normal. So this is kind of a preview for uh, what's going to come up in the show. But do you guys know why Polynesian culture is so popular in Utah? And I know that like our two listeners from Utah are going to jump jump up my butt about about talking about Utah again. Um, well, I mean, I lived in Hawaii, and there's a huge Mormon culture there because the the missionaries went out there and populated it. Well, it's well, they also have the Polynesian Cultural Center. Yeah. In uh, in Hawaii, but that's because on the um, Mor- that's on the Mormon land. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because the Mormons believe that uh, Polynesians are descendant of the ancient Israelites. Uh, that also inhabited the uh, North American continent, according to the to the Book of Mormon. Okay. Yeah. So there's some tidbit of history. I feel like we should have the sound effect for the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> Why use those expensive words? Just use the simple words. And now it's time to bring you inside the episode. Speaking of Southern Utah Mormons. Speaking of Polynesian dancing. Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, Asuelu, our our buddy from Samoa, um, actually has a full-time job. Um, You mean selling frozen yogurt samples? No. Handing out, I should say. He actually has, he actually has a legitimate job. What? Um, So let's break this down for you guys. Someone on, posted on Reddit. Um, a picture of a billboard outside Zion National Park uh, near St. George, which is near St. George, Utah, which is where Kalani and Asuelu live. And it was a picture of Asuelu uh, connected to this um, troupe that does kind of Polynesian cultural dance and cultural events uh, at Zion National Park. And what we've been able to discover is that he's been working there since at least 2018 because that's where the first pictures of him emerged on their Instagram feed. Um, that's pretty consistent with them having a summer or early fall wedding uh, between them getting married and him being able to get his work authorization after they adjusted off the, the K1. So that's uh, perfectly in keeping with their with their time frame from season six. He doesn't do just you know dance performances. He also does cultural events and lessons because there's pictures of I mean he's all over there their Instagram feed and he's even and even he on his Instagram feed has, has plugged his appearances and they've tagged each other. This is this isn't a secret. It, I guess it's, it's like a, an open it's secret, a, right? It's an open like secret. like you go the, the, the you go and look at this page and he is all over it. Uh, he's all over it. Uh, he's he there's an I, I remember there I saw one on there where he was teaching a dance lesson mm-hmm. and they said oh you know here are your lessons you can come in to and get lessons here and and you know come see this performance and come see that performance and he's in all these pictures of the 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 dance troupe um so what does this mean though what does this mean for us well so let's 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 kind of do we have to do a little bit of thinking a little bit of analysis on this I don't, we don't think. know you can you do the thinking for me of course. Um, so we don't really know how much he gets paid from this. Some people have speculated that maybe it's not much. Maybe it's, you know, who, who knows? I did a quick Google search for salaries for performers in St. George, Utah, and the median salary that popped up was about $50,000 a year. Maybe he makes that much. Maybe it's more like 30 Maybe it's 40 But 
If you I wonder provi- if it's more since he's well known. I mean, I can imagine Maybe. them going, hey, you might bring some traffic. Who knows if his popularity or being on the show has drawn people to come watch I'd it. go, I'd, I, listen, if I was in Southern Utah, I would go watch one of those shows to see, to see Oswego. <laughs> and right? I don't know the cost of living in, in Southern Utah, but I feel like $50,000 a year is pretty good there. Well, yeah, right? that, that's the thing. It's like if you combine what he's making from that, let's say it's, let's say it's th- even thirty or 50000 combine that with the money they get from appearing on the show, plus whatever they're making off Cameo, Plus the fact that they don't pay for their house because she lives at her parents' vacation home in, in St. George. That's comfortable money. That's good. That's good living. Mm-hmm. St. George, Utah has a very low cost of living. It's uh, you know, it's a very it's it's a really nice place. We've got beautiful nature out there, but so from that alone, he's 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 pulling in good good money for them. So what's the implication of this? Why do, why the hell do we even care? Well, it's because the story we're being painted on happily ever after is that Oswelu is this is this man child lazy bum and it's just not true like why is he out hours at time hours at a time playing sports with other uh Samoans well it's because he needs to stay in shape in order to perform or he's rehearsing with them like it would, makes perfect sense rehearsal yeah yeah because yeah. doing mean, any kind of performance takes mm-hmm. a lot of time in rehearsal hours like a yeah, lot and, and he has to stay in shape he actually has to like you know make sure that he's because they performed shirtless, like when you appeared at the at the Salt Lake Airport, mm-hmm. uh, you know when, when you know like he he lo- that guy likes to rip off his shirt. Well, and they don't necessarily have to be buff. Like that's an image that no, but he has is but he, not put upon the performers. But you at least have to be fit enough to complete the dance without exactly. heaving over in a corner, so. right? Has, and that he, stuff's pretty. That it's, it's pretty cardiovascular uh-huh. intense. Yeah, you're kind of, you got to be on point. There's a certain physicality that he has to maintain. So it makes sense that he's out all the time doing that. So this, the, the, the storyline's complete crap. Oswelu's not this like man baby who wants to play Xbox all day, you know, and, and just, and, and basically like, he's like a glorified high school, high school senior passing out Froyo. Like he has a legit job. He's legit bringing in money for his family. He's legit, you know, do, doing real stuff. So all, so the whole premise of their of their story on happily ever after is is garbage um, well they make they basically make him seem like he's just a walmart greeter yeah and he's not he's not a walmart <laughs> and, that's, and that's all he can do <laughs> so yeah. like it doesn't really... change his views i mean we don't know if what he said in that car ride was his true opinion but or if it was just know. amped up amped up for the for the show for the drama but like one of the one of the foundational pillars of their story, we know is is not is not true. So what does that mean for the rest of it? And it's it's hard. It's it's it all it's starts falling it down. Sure. Yeah, it, when yeah. you when you get something that that that's that fundamental mm-hmm. to their storyline, it really calls into question so many aspects of the storyline. Yeah. And so we know that this is big TLC fraud here, right? Mm -hmm. This is a major TLC fraud, you know, but it's funny because it is this open secret, right? Like they didn't hide it that he's part of this thing. So they they really didn't try very hard. (sighs) Speaking of other lies. So more, more lies, tiny houses, tiny lies. Uh, This week we saw Paul and Creamy moving into the tiny house which is this tiny house on the uh, trailer park? It's somewhere. Property. It's somewhere off. It's somewhere off one of the free one of the interstates. 
in Louisville. It's either off 64, 65, or 264, it's, it's 265. It's a mobile home park, a trailer park, right? Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. they're in this house that's there. Uh, they do not currently live at that house anymore. They lived there for a very brief time, but they moved out for a variety of reasons, um, some of which I don't know if I'm authorized to reveal. I guess I shouldn't even say that because then that's just then I'm just a tease. I'm a tease. Um, but they lived there very briefly. They moved out. You can tell that they are not in that house anymore with um, any of the lives that Paul does or um, TikToks. The or, haunting videos, mm-hmm. TikToks. <laughs> you can tell that they're in an actual house with rooms and and hallways and things like that. So Yeah, he does, he does haunting videos. Have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah. And most people comment that they're just surprised everything's clean. I'm like, you guys... Poor Paul. We love you, Paul. How I love Paul. Uh, I just turned an an article into my editor about my love for Paul. So, Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little irritated. Uh, TLC said no to him participating and getting quotes from him about the article. So I wonder why. And now it's time for the fraud so far. I don't think I have that full soulmate feeling. This is the segment in which we bring you up to speed on all of the couples that we are seeing on Happily Ever After. This week, we tackle Tanya and Sinjin and Libby and Andre. Unfortunately, it's not literally tackling them because I would like to punch out Libby and Andre if I could. How about Tanya and Sinjin? How did they get in our TV? Damn, a threat of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya and Sinjin. I think. Oh goodness, this is this is a hard one because a lot of people like Sinjin and a lot of people hate Tanya, which I have a big problem with. My issue. Everyone's always like, "Oh, poor Sinjin, poor Sinjin." And I'm like, you know what? No, I have no sympathy for Sinjin. He's dumb. He chose her. He's a like whatever. Like he he's an adult who made this choice to be with her, He had the, I have no sympathy for. I don't think I have sympathy for him. I just think that his personality jives better with people, and Tanya's doesn't. Well, yeah, like, that's true. I don't think it's even about him being subjected to her. It's just people like him better. I have an issue with the fact that not everyone hates Tanya. Who likes <laughs> of cor- her? Of course you do. So Tanya and Sinjin are the newest couple on Happily Ever After. Um, they're joining in... Is this the quickest? I don't know. They're joining in after their uh, season ended from... Season 7. Yeah. Before was the ni- No, regular 90. Yeah. Yeah. No. I keep... I, there's so many, I forget where the heck they started. <laughs> they were on the most recent normal season. Right. Um, so Sinjin is from South Africa, and Tanya is from Connecticut, and is usually compared to the part of the banana that no one wants to eat, a.k.a. Satan's anus. So their story (laughs) revolved around how awful Tanya is. Um, And she also, so yeah, their whole story basically anchored around her leaving him for 30 days in the middle of their 90 days and her constant badgering of him to get a job and grow up and et cetera. Well, at the meantime, she went to Costa Rica to study witchcraft. More or less. And he's (laughs) he's not her soulmate. And she's like, whatever, I guess you want me to call you and let you know I'm safe, but I'm going to be busy screwing my salsa instructor, so sorry if I can't get back Maybe to Maybe the salsa dancer was her soulmate. No, she said her first boyfriend was her soulmate. Yeah, well, I mean, no, the salsa dancer was probably her bedmate, at least for one night. One or two. <laughs> Do you guys right think now. she really screwed the salsa dancer? Well, we Hands don't up. know that she didn't. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> that, that is gonna be the Stop argument today. With that. We're not Stop. sure if it's not true. Um <laughs> there was there was a little um I guess I had thought in the beginning that the Costa Rica timeline was totally bogus because for me I didn't believe that something that outrageous would have actually happened. <laughs> I'm serious, like who the yeah. fuck leaves? midway through that and then comes back and it's like oh my god we don't have much time it's like Tanya does I can't with her yeah Um, but apparently she actually did she actually did which I think just made people go oh she actually is a terrible person (laughs) so (laughs) that's them there's not much fraud there's just a lot of uh I don't know disliking of Tanya liking of Sinjin I don't know. Sinjin's, they're, they're... Sinjin's lives have been great. Like he's kept people guessing what the status of their relationship is. Oh, okay. Remember? Cause he did that one drunk live and he was uh, joking around how they were separated being... and he wasn't wearing his ring and I'm single. And... Oh my God. And then there was like multiple home Depot sightings and we thought they were upgrading their shed. So yeah, there's <laughs> those <laughs> two <laughs> keep us on our toes, but oh. that's really all that, there is. I don't. I, there was no. that sighting. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of Tanya and Sinjin, there was the Tanya and Sinjin sighting that we talked about last week where they were allegedly arguing or something. Oh, yeah. You made a post of them at the airport, which to their no, defense. No, they weren't at the airport. They were just walking. They had suitcases in their hand. Did they? Who just walks with suitcases? I didn't see suitcases. I saw suitcases. And my first thought was who doesn't argue at the airport? But it wasn't the airport. It was on the street. Well, then why are they carrying suitcases? Where the fuck are you getting suitcases from? Maybe they got evicted. Oh, my it's a God. House. <laughs> he, he, it's a house. Now I have to go back to your post to see. And all the commentary was about her not wearing a bra. That's always what people are talking about. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, that's the first thing I stare at is her tits. <laughs> you can't help you're, it. You're not the only one. Maybe there's yeah. no luggage. It looked like there was luggage. He has a backpack on there in front of a house. Well, let me let me tell you, listen, to your point, you, like may have, business, you may not have maybe. seen the suitcases, but she has a lot of baggage. <laughs> she does have a lot of baggage. There's a lot of Tanya hate around here, on, around the interwebs when it comes to... to now I want to know what's in his backpack. But anyways, I digress. Um. Also, also, he posted on, on Instagram that either he or both of them were... Like took a break and went to this uh, this uh, place in the in upstate New York that also happened to be a shed. It's like this guy cannot escape being living in a shed. Well, yeah. it was his, it was his first love when he got over here. Our, our research I intel in, on him bef- from like when we were researching him before they came on the show, we were just looking into all their backgrounds. He was one of these guys who wants to like live naked in the woods off the land. So living in a shed is an upgrade. Could you him. imagine them on Naked and Afraid? Oh, awesome. I think Sinjin would fucking rock naked and afraid. That yeah, would be awesome. he would. <laughs> One thing about Sinjin and Tanya is they are always posting throwbacks. So you cannot go by their Instagram of what they're doing mm-hmm. as being what they're doing now because they're always posting. Remember that one time we visited a tree house? And it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, and they're also really good at, at doing the thing that TLC likes them to do, which is keep their social media in line with what is happening on the show currently, even though what we're seeing on the show wasn't real time. It was filmed a while ago. So they, they're pretty good at keeping up the ruse of whatever is happening on the show is happening on real in real time 
on their well, Instagram. Yeah, because they, they enjoy the money a lot. So yes. I feel like they're of one of the ones that go by the books because the, the cash is very important to them. Um, somebody else loving the TLC cash is the Libby and the Andre and family Libby. Oh, so these are your two favorites. Oh, God. <laughs> Libby is from Tampa, Florida, and Andre came out of the same turdwad that spawned Tanya. I mean, I'll be honest. Everybody hates these two. Everybody wants them to go away. They're boring, and everything with this season is completely fake and staged. We know that from past uh, sources, multiple sources that, that talk about this. Another way to say it is their segments are the most scripted reality of all the couples. We know this. We know that Chuck and, An- and Andre get along fine. Their storyline is that they don't get along. I can hardly even watch their scenes. Like this whole Moldova wedding was a big ruse that Chuck was trying to use to get a spinoff like Family Chantel. They wanted a spinoff of the family Libby. And (laughs) they're trying to make that happen with this whole Moldova trip. And just, I can't, I can't with them. So I, I really have nothing to say about them, except that everything about them is terrible. Their baby's cute. <laughs> I'll give well, them I that. I think I'm more annoyed. I know this is just the show antics, but the whole, like, they're already married. Mm-hmm. So you trying to figure out who Andre is, is like, that ship has sailed. Just exactly. get married in Moldova and go home. Yes, Eat exactly. Eat the food and go home. It's delicious, I'm sure. So is there a Walmart here? Is there American barbecue here? Were you uh, really a cop? He's like, if I tell you, I'm going to have to string you up. So stop asking the damn question. I thought them trolling him was really funny. But it doesn't matter. And 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 they knowing what we know in real that in real life, they're fine. They get along just fine. But like, even if you're going along with the storyline, they are already married. They have a kid. That ship has sailed. <laughs> bye bye. Do you think their fights are fake? Or do they actually like talk like that to each other? Libby and Andre. I feel like they talk like that way to each other. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> either that or he like honestly puts all his heart in being the most annoying husband for the TV. Because like the little bicker bickering that they do just seems too uh, it seems too real. All right, and now we take you to Katrina's court. So this week I was torn between two subjects. As usual, there's always at least two that are going to drive me batshit crazy. And so I'm torn. First one I was torn between was Tim and Melisa. And not Melisa, but Tim. That's Cheese Dick. Or Cheese Man. Cheese Dick. And did you did you say Cheese Stick? Yes, sure. That's what I okay. said. Okay. And that yeah. enunciation is important with that sure, one. Sure. <laughs> sure. Let's say that that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> So this whole conversation about, I mean, I'm still irritated that he cheats on this girl who's obviously a good woman. She's like, you know, she's, she's beautiful. She's well-spoken. She's articulate. She seems to have a good head on her shoulders. Like, and then him like, you know, and derping along in Colombia and saying, Oh, I didn't know what was going to happen when I invited this girl that I've been flirting with over. And she's just like, that's bullshit, right? And then him, I always tired of the distance, but couldn't tell you, so it's your fault. I needed to fulfill my physical needs. That whole thing was bullshit. You know, trying to make it about her, that it was her fault he cheated on her. That's, that's I just can't. But 
they were not the winner this week. The winner this week is the clear evildoer here is David from Before the 90 Days Strikes Back when he went after Molly. You leave our Molly alone. She's one of our queens and you will respect her as such. Calling her out for being single, says the guy who has to pay to talk to his fiance. Like, how's that engagement working out for you? You're going to sit there and you're going to say, oh, Molly, you're single. Like, no, you leave Molly alone. We're going to come for you. We're going to come after you with our pitchforks. Stop it. Don't. Don't touch our Molly. You're not allowed. There's a lot of people you control. Molly's not one of them. You don't, you don't touch her. You leave her alone. And I will sentence you to a lifetime of cleaning an actual cat box without having your $600 shit box for your cat. Darren, I thought you were going to suspend him from his dating app for like a month. Oh. No computer for you. Right. No, Taking no away your Apple connection. man. Impact. Take away, take away your inbox. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that better. I sentenced you to, no, six months for coming after Molly. You get six months of no access to the internet. Tough times for David. Tough times for you also David. noticed that David likes to brag about how much money he has. Yeah, well, you know, it, he's clearly not spending on his furniture. It's a rental house, okay? Furn- okay. Furnished by Goodwill. I mean, I didn't have to tell you. Furnished, furnished <laughs> by my grandma's asshole. <laughs> we, we have these conversations over on our Patreon, and sometimes they're disturbing. So, I mean, if that's not a plug for our Patreon, I don't know what is. No, you don't learn anything about me. <laughs> we talk about all variety of subjects over on the Patreon, you guys, and um, we learn lots of interesting tidbits about each other. Um, but but if that's not of interest to you, we do talk about lots of really cool, awesome things, too, over there. We have lots of great conversations over there. Patreon.com slash the broadcast for just $3 a month. You can join, get four episodes a month of extra content from us. Some is 90 day related. Some is reality TV related. Some is all kinds of variety of stuff. And you have immediate access to our whole past library too. All right. So for our social media roundup, uh, this first one is about people leaving social media. We usually have the two or three that quit partway through the show. Um, but I just happened to know from looking for polls Instagram that Karini's is deactivated again. Like she does this like peekaboo thing where it's up and then it's not up. So, so my one complaint is always that they announce their departure, but in her case, she didn't. Um, someone that kind of hinted at their departure was Kalani. She is going through some issues with depression. And so I think she is pulling away from social media. That's probably smart given how toxic the 90-day world is on social media. Right. If you're really susceptible to things like that, sometimes you have to take that break Well, and the, the 90-day fiancé social media world is extraordinarily toxic. I mean, we're, we're in it. I've been in it for a long time. I'm the recipient of a lot of hate. There's a lot of toxicity that happens, and you have to build up a certain tolerance to it. And I can only imagine. I mean, the, the comments that I get just having an Instagram and a podcast, the comments that people feel entitled to make about me because of that public presence. Um, I mean, the comments I get about my eyebrows, if I could had a nickel for every time somebody bashed my eyebrows, then, you know, I'd be rich and I wouldn't have to do this, right? Well, not like I make any money on this, but 
Um, the, the, the entitlement people feel about saying stuff about me just because I have those two platforms. I can't imagine what it's like when you are on the TV show. I see a lot of the comments that people make in their comment section and on other posts. I can't imagine the, the levels of toxicity and hatred that they get directly. Well, and, for, and, and for them, too, when you're on the show, a lot of people take what's on the show very literal. Mm-hmm. And so their responses on comments are more like, you need to get, you know, your husband checked. He might be, he might have mental issues. You know, things like that are just, it, it's whatever. But I think her taking a break is probably good. So <laughs> don't announce your departure. Uh, next on my list is Eric. Eric of Eric and Larissa is having a virtual garage sale. And he's selling everything. Everything. Full furniture, his car, a bike, the house. <laughs> yeah, the house is listed. The house is listed. Um, where I where I saw this from because I don't I don't do the Facebook so much anymore. Um, at Reality TV, that's spelled T A T E A V E E. Posted on their page if you want to see what he's asking for. Um, I think what got me the most is him announcing that the house was featured on national television <laughs> um <laughs> i was just kind of like but you only saw the living room right well, we saw the bedrooms but we didn't see like the outside like no one's gonna drive past this house and go oh that's the house from 90 day fiance it looks like every other house in in las vegas <laughs> it just looks like a house yeah but yeah so he's selling things i'm assuming his only fans isn't kicking off as well as he thought it would be but it should be <laughs> it should I, be I, because saw, he's actually... I saw the content i saw some content from it and oh boy <laughs> so yeah I, I i can't crossing over to jess and debbie um throwing shade at each other on instagram via their stories uh debbie made a story calling her an evil redheaded vixen and very powerful sexuality I think she's just jealous. That's actually a compliment, isn't it? Is that, how's that throwing she, shade? <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't be offended by that. But she, she kind of like, like pokes it. it. She pokes at her just wanting a uh, cult for a green card. I'm like, you know, a Listen. green card wouldn't even be worth the trade to deal with him. Yeah. Um, there was some side commentary with Larissa talking about, haha, Debbie, you were trying to split us up, but how Larissa and Jess ended up becoming friends out of this, something like that. I don't I'm know. Just waiting for their uh, for their uh, joint OnlyFans. Stop it. <laughs> because that would act, that, that would actually sell some subscriptions. I think it would. It would. It would. They can call they, they they could call themselves like the culty exes or something. Stop it. <laughs> what does Jesse Je, oh, what does Jess call Colt? She has a man baby. Baby man. Oh, but that's not sexy. Baby boy. That's not, boy that's baby. Not sexy. No. Boy baby's not sexy no. at all. No. Oh. Yeah. I mean Jess is, no. Jess goes for the slutty librarian look. That that's kind of her image. It works though. She's hot. Kind of. I yeah. I, I don't find Larissa particularly attractive. Like, she wouldn't be on my island, but just might She's make it. <laughs> well, thank you, Hanakawa, for that social media roundup. Going into all of it so we don't have to. And now it's time for Ask the Visa Officer. 
All right, so I want to talk a little bit about, it was a very minor topic that came up on Happily Ever After, but I think it's worth commenting on. And that is Oswelu and his mother. Now we learned that his mother is actually living in Washington State with his sister. Which by the way, this whole time, He's screaming how homesick he is. I gotta go to Samoa, you know. Da, da, da. And his mom and sister have been living in Washington the whole time. I know. It was like, oh, by the way, she lives there. It's like, but, okay. Where's this other, so this other more more fraud about, you know, oh, he's so homesick. Well, I, I you know, I, I imagine he is homesick for, for Samoa, but. And his dad. He might have a really good relationship with his maybe dad. Maybe he's closer to his dad right. than his mom. And I can see why since Absolutely. she's, you know. Give me yeah. the money, 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 yeah. which I think was all just bullshit for the show, but whatever. Okay, continue. So his mom right. is living in Washington State. So the question then becomes, well, why did Oswelu need a K-1 to come to the U.S. if his mother is living in in Washington State? Why why go through all that all that trouble? And the That's reason for question. that is the reason that the K-1... Is it more of a pain in the ass to go through the K-1 than it would be to come over via chain migration with his mom? Well, his mom can't petition for him as a green card holder. That's the reason. Only a U.S. Okay. citizen could petition for an adult son or daughter. So as a, as a green card holder, you are able to petition for a spouse or for a minor child. But you're not allowed. But while American citizens can petition for parents, siblings, and adult children, uh, green card holders are not permitted to. And even if she were a citizen and were to petition for him as an adult child of an American citizen, the wait time is many, many, many years. Those are numerically limited categories. And uh, sometimes can, for some countries, the wait time is 25 years. Um, So the K-1 is not numerically limited. It's much faster. So it was a much better option for him to get over if that was a goal of his that he has. So, but in case you're wondering, like, how would that, how does his mom being here impact his, his status or his ability to obtain status? The answer is not really in much of any way. And the reason that, I mean, we don't know how his mom is here. My guess is that she's here as what's known as an IR5, which is the parent of an American citizen. His, his sister probably has citizenship. And even then, if his sister petitioned for Oswelu in, in the F4 category, which is sibling of an American citizen, the wait time for that's about eight to 10 years. So again, the K-1 made, made a lot more sense. So to the few of you who may have been wondering about that, that's the reason. So let's move on to some questions. The first question is from Instagram user underscore lady veteran. And this person asks, could Michael come to the U.S. on a student visa? The answer is no. And there's a few reasons for that. One is, you. although I don't think the travel ban, I'd have to double check. I don't think it, it, it impacts all non-immigrant categories. But the real issue is that they would see a K-1 refused in their system. And they know that he's tried to immigrate in the past. And they would refuse him straight up. Right out of hand. Because they would they would think that he's trying to just use that as an end run around and still become an immigrant. In, in, the, par- the, in, in, in the parlance of visas, he has demonstrated immigrant intent. And his situation right. has not changed sufficiently to demonstrate that he no longer has immigrant intent. So he would be refused almost without, almost immediately. So uh, it's a, that's a good question. It's a good 
It is a good question. Um, yeah. Even if he were to get into a legitimate program of study and he was, and Nigerians were otherwise able to travel to the U.S. on a student visa, because he does have a refused K-1 in the system, he would be seen as having immigrant intent and refused. Good question. The next question comes yeah. from Instagram user Bambi Knows Best. And Bambi Knows Best asks, how did Paul get Carini and Pierre here with a record and no money? Now, this is, I think, a reference to the fact that Paul had trouble getting permanent residence in Brazil because he had a criminal record. Well, first of all, Carini knows that Paul has a criminal record. So even if um, that information had to be disclosed to Carini, which under the category he, he applied for her under is not necessarily a requirement, she already knows about it. Uh, but since she's not applying for a K-1, the burden of disclosure is far less than, than with a K-1. Um, so Because they were already married when he petitioned for her. That's correct. The K-1s have the, higher, have the higher disclosure requirement. That doesn't apply. There, is, there can be some disclosure requirements. It, it's, it's complicated. You have to go, kind of go kind of deep in the rules. Uh, and that's not really worth discussing here. But... She wouldn't have been, you know, so it, it, and none of the things he's been, he was convicted of impact his ability to file a petition for a foreign spouse. Um, as far as the money goes, you know, he does have to make 125% of pig in order to, for, for his family size, in order to um, sponsor her. And if he's able to either do it himself or obtain a co-sponsor like his mother or some other family member, then he'd have no problem. Uh, with that requirement, co-sponsors are are pretty can be pretty easy to get. I, I know that that was the subject of a storyline. I believe when they were on the last this is the other way thing that they were on. Yeah, I think there was some talk at the very beginning when he was talking about you know when he lost his job shoveling pig shit or whatever mm -hmm. it was, and it was like I don't have money, mom. Would you you know would you sponsor us and. I think she was saying no. I think that was the basis, part of the basis for him moving to Brazil instead of bringing Karini, pregnant Karini, over at that time. Yeah. I think that was part of the, you know, which, of course, the other way is all bullshit anyway, but that was the basis of that storyline, I mm -hmm. think, was him asking his mom, his mom saying no. Of course, that was all just storyline, so we don't know if in real life she did, in fact. But plus, he has this, you know, TLC pay payroll. They always forget about that on TV. They conveniently forget that they have TLC payroll coming in and TLC cameras following them around, which I know is a contention point for you. Yes, it annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> it's a side note. It, it's, it's, a, it's a big pet peeve of mine. Well, that would be breaking the reality, right? So, plus yeah, when they're it, filming... It, break, it breaks kayfabe. And when they they're... That, yes. Right? When they're filming, <laughs> for, they don't necessarily have the money, right? It's It's... It's after filming and almost the rest of it is after the tell-all. So it's not like they're getting a paycheck by week while they're filming. So I don't know. It's it just it annoys me when they build storylines around employment when being on the show is their job. Right. Um, right. Because it inherently is fraud or is is a lie, <laughs> and that that annoys me. Um, and then the other the other point we're making is that. When, when the couples are walking around in like the foreign country and it's, they're staring at me because I'm an American. No. Well, they're staring at you because you've got this gigantic film crew following you around. Yeah. How many times have you stopped and stared at a film crew when you've seen one here in the U.S.? Right. 
The answer is every extra. (laughs) Yeah. The the answer is every time. So yeah, those two things get on my nerves. Um, But anyway, back to Paul, he got a co-sponsor, whether it was his mom or his dad or an uncle or an aunt or a friend. It doesn't matter. Or a sister. sister. He has a sister. Do you know Paul has a sister? Now I do. Um, <laughs> so that that's the answer. Uh, and the, the real the real thing is his criminal record doesn't impact his ability to petition. There are certain categories that do impact your ability to petition, but those are are a narrow cat set of categories related to um, generally speaking uh, sex crimes against minors. And this and if you remember us talking about the cast member who shall not be named, Jeffrey, you know, we answered this question a bunch of times because people were really concerned if he could uh, even petition for for Varia with his uh, with his background. And the answer is potentially not, but he require but it requires a conviction. So, but then also he's still married, so he can't petition anybody. Yes, <laughs> that's the bigger issue. That, that is the bigger issue. And no, I don't have an update on his court date stuff. And she would have to learn. She would have to learn all the criminal stuff that he didn't tell her. She would find that out at a K one interview. And she'd be given the opportunity to walk away. But we've, we've covered this multiple times. Yeah. Um, if you really, really want like, like a canonical sort of explanation of this, um, send me a message on Instagram and maybe I'll do a video about it. But I need to get enough messages on Instagram interest. and interest in, in order yeah. to do it because I really don't like talking about Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like you talking about him either, so watch out now. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. So we, just, we can just leave it at that and be done with it. <laughs> All right. Well, so if if they have questions, how do how do people get a hold um, of you? You can you can either slide into my DMs on Instagram or you can wait for my weekly uh, question submission solicitation. Usually that happens on Mondays. So just keep and that's over that's on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Right now I don't really have any other. Uh, method for submitting questions it's really all going through instagram that might change in the future but um as of now you're well you know you're that that's going to be the the place to do it and if i didn't get to your question this week don't worry i might get to it in a future week or i might uh use your question in a different in a different uh piece of content so don't worry i read them all i enjoy them all keep sending them it's great thank you you're slowly starting to like instagram no i'm not it's it's he's not like, the like toxic is different land. from using yeah it's tolerating an- oh he's having fun he's playing games he's posting things he's posting stuff soliciting user input it's fun he's having I'm, fun I'm figuring out how, don't let him tell you otherwise you know, it, figuring out how to make it work doesn't mean i doesn't mean it's my favorite platform but listen i i, I do say i it do, was your favorite I do, platform i just said you're starting to enjoy it i do appreciate it. everybody who has sent me stuff and and asked questions and participated that that is you know that from 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 me from me to you xoxo it makes it worth <laughs> suffering through it when people actually interact and not the bots right. that say like do you want some jelly you're like what <laughs> the, the way some people respond to questions you're like hold on what <laughs> or when you get people sliding into your dms asking if you'd like 30,000 followers oh yeah definitely oh, yeah, please ones. don't please don't fall for that don't fall for that okay. and don't fall for the yahoo boys who are as you know, oddly you enough, I don't get. Do you get? I'm, do you get Yahoo boys? His name no. isn't ninety days, so I think I, most of the messages I get are like, "Tell me how to be on the show. I want to find a wife." It's like, <laughs> I can post this message and see who answers for you. 
<laughs> Those are the ones I get them slide in in my DMs over on my just frauded. Instagram, my personal page, I get those, you know, Yahoo boys and they, they like, you can tell when I get, when I'll get a new follower and it's like these certain category of pictures. And there's always one that's like a bouquet of flowers. And then there's these other pictures, which you know, you know, aren't his. And if I took the time to reverse image search them, they'd come up as, you know, whatever catfish and stuff. But then they slide in my DMs. Hello, most beautiful lady. And I'm like, you know, it's really odd. I haven't there. I don't know of any Yahoo girls. Are there Yahoo girls? Or do you have to no, have a certain, because... a, cer a certain follower count? No, I don't know. I mean, the equivalent would be like what they say about Larissa and Jess, right? Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day, and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times, and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought, like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me, and it's not going to fit right, and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. The green card. And, like, the roses and justice of the No, world. I don't think there's any, like... At least I haven't come across any. Most of the messages have been from men. Yeah, well, I don't think you'd get Yahoo mm -hmm. Girls messaging you, but I don't. I get none. Yeah. So that's... There you, you, there you have it. Slide into his DMs. Make him feel like, you know... A little relevant. I'll here. just have them go talk to to to, to Usman. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. A scammer DMing a scammer. <laughs> if he fell for one of those like Nigerian prince scams or something like that, Nigerian princess. Yes. I was watching. Um, I got sucked into a YouTube rabbit hole of um, document, not documentaries, but like. Australian 60 Minutes, which is really a great show. I highly recommend you guys go watch it because they do some really great stuff. These stories on Nigerian scammers and how they operate and things like that is really fascinating. Like they go to these internet cafes and they all work together about things to say to con the different men and women that they're talking to. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Anyway. Are you note. thinking of, of starting up a, a, another side hustle? No, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Speaking of side hustles, I do have um, some pieces of a piece of writing that will be coming out pub being published soon, um, which I did some freelance writing in for a publication called The Dip, which is about uh, TV 
lots of TV related articles. Anyway, um, uh, that should hopefully, I don't know when the, I have a publication date on that soon, but, um, my editor has it in her hands now, so that'll be coming out soon. Um, I had a lot of fun writing it. it I did it, an uh, article on pole, of pole and creamy. And so when that comes out, I'll let you know. Uh, uh, otherwise, you can find me at uh, Frauded by TLC, or my personal page is just Frauded if you're interested in any of those things that I, that I do over there. Um, I would like to take a minute to shout out our recent patrons for our... We still haven't come up with a name for these. The people who join our Patreon, what are their, what's their name? You're just going to have to declare it. Um, well, no, we were going to have a contest. And nobody came to me, so I guess we just decide. Do we post it? We're, we're, we're going we're no, we to we're gonna have to take this offline because I got some ideas. Okay. Uh, new patrons since last week. Patrons since last week are... Um, let's see. We have Jamie, Stephanie, Callum, Alyssa, Latisse, Kristen, Mia, Heather, Hillary, Laura, Hannah, Allison, Laura, Elizabeth, Christy, Dan, Nicole, Jennifer. Thank you guys. That's a lot for the last week. Thank you guys. I uh, hope you are enjoying the content you're hearing over there on the Patreon. Like I said earlier, we have uh, four episodes a month currently that come out. And for $3 a month, you get access to all of those as well as our past catalog. If you join for, at the $5 level, I will send you stickers. For all of you guys who've joined in the last month or two, um, I, those all went out in the mail. I finally got to got to a chance to do all of those, and um, I ended up throwing a lot of like double sets of stickers and a bunch of them. So um, those will be out in the mail. So start looking for those. If you joined and you didn't get stickers and you don't get anything in the next like week or so, hit me up. So I'll make sure you get your stickers. So we appreciate you joining us over there. And I just like to give a plug for the stickers. They stay attached, so they're really good. <laughs> Oh, do they good. have do they have excellent bonding powers? Their 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 bondage is primo. <laughs> That's amazing. And we've got some good changes that are coming to the Patreon. Um some I, I know I keep saying this every week, but we haven't it hasn't come to fruition quite yet. But it is we're going to be adding more content and there'll be lots more options for you. Um so a lot of good stuff coming. And um, some good interviews, some good giveaways. Um, not all of it is 90-day related. Some of it is 90-day related. Um, and it's not all, like, Japanese bondage talk. I promise you. Might be disappointing <laughs> don't some just, folks. It's not, it's not all, all that stuff. But we do... Um, you know, it is our take on a lot of variety of topics. Uh, if you like hearing us banter about varieties of topics, that's where you can get that content. And we have a lot of fun over there. Uh, I'm also having a giveaway on my Frauded by TLC. Um, awesome prize pack. I'm doing a 100,000 follower giveaway. And I'm close, I'm very, very close to hitting 100,000 followers. As soon as I do, I will pick a winner from the give, giveaway posts. And uh, it's a huge prize, prize pack. 
which includes a six-month subscription to the Patreon as well as guest hosting an episode of the Patreon. Um, and a bunch of other awesome prizes are included in that. So go see my Frauded by TLC giveaway page, giveaway posts, and you can get more information on that. So if you're not already following me, please do so. And let's get me to 100,000 and get this uh, giveaway off the ground. Awesome. Well, you can find me at 90 Day Fiance Today on Instagram and High Functioning Millennial on YouTube. And you guys can find me at my website, which is askthevisaofficer.com. A variety of services are available regarding your visa issues. You can find The Agency Show on YouTube. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at The Real Agency. And, and I forgot to mention, if you join the Patreon, you have access to the Patreon Facebook page, but also the Discord chat we have, which is uh, one of the places you can find Agent C to talk to him. He's very active over there, as well as uh, Hetero Life Mate is over there as well, for those of you who care about such things another avenue to to talk to them and it's pretty active chat so um we have lots of fun stuff happening over there so that is our show for today if you are enjoying what you're hearing please jump on over to apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review we would very much appreciate it we are the fraudcast and we are dumpster diving so you don't have to Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.